We're on day 19. I pray that you've been able to track well, and I pray that you've been blessed and edified. You know, we might be expecting something to be manifesting quickly or suddenly in our own terms and our own estimation, but I think I covered this recently either on day 17 or day 18, definitely between days 16 and 18, that God rarely does it the way that we think he's going to do it. So my encouragement, that's for all of us, including me, that we allow him to be God, we allow him to be defender, we allow him to be the ox, to be the daddy, to be the father, to be the man, and we allow him to be the wonderful God who causes wonder, who is awesome. He is awesome in works and power and might. And, you know, we're not used to that, especially in sp- specific sex, S-E-C-T-S, of the body of Christ. We're used to doing things in our own strength. We're used to doing things the way we want to. We're used to hurling specificities and knowledge that we've gleaned and gained from in past seasons and past eras. Well, that's not how things are done anymore. I believe I talked about this on January 1st. I might have touched on it again throughout 2020, but we left the era of knowledge and we entered the era of wisdom decades, like, uh, well, not decades. It will be decades next year, 2022, at least one decade. God is using and God introduced wisdom as the requirement. And he has a higher mandate for wisdom for this decade of 2020 through 2029. So it would behoove all of us. This is not for anyone specific. This is for everyone, a clarion call to the body of Christ that we would glean from, we will understand and we will walk and manifest wisdom. Wisdom causes us to be prudent. It causes us to be wiser. It causes us to be knowledgeable. It causes us to be discerning. It causes us to have distinguishing abilities. It causes us to walk circumspectly. I mean, all of it finds its root in wisdom. In wisdom is intelligence. So I would exhort some of you, expect for your intelligence to increase, your spiritual intelligence to increase, and hopefully maybe some of it would even sink over into our psyches, into our souls, and our, our minds moving into our body, now our brains, that intelligence will increase as well. This is one of the many, 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 many benefits of wisdom as we've been learning and reading. So, Father, we thank you for introducing us again to wisdom. Father, we thank you for giving us new tools and new weapons of warfare. Well, actually, we thank you for opening our understanding with illumination that these weapons we have not even looked at, although we've known they were there, we've overlooked them in past seasons because we wanted specific things. Listen, Everybody's not going to carry a sword. And I'm, you know, that's a part of the armor of God for all Christians, for all sons, of, for all believers. But there's a specific weapon that each of us have. Um, you know, let's just say the left arm carries a sword. And if you're a part of the left arm of the plethora of millions of Christians, then you carry a sword, but it might be a variation of the sword. There, there are various types of swords and, you know, you can even get into knives. And, you know, I think you're getting my drift. Let God 
show us with the spirit of wisdom, the other weapons. I, I think I've been talking about this. I know I've been praying into it that peace and joy, all the nine fruit of the spirit or weapons, all of them. We have not talked about that in a very long time, at least not the dominion power sector of the body of Christ, the apostolic prophetic, if you will. And we need to go back there. I just saw something recently on Facebook and it so confirmed what we were discussing a couple of days ago. Well, actually, this entire month so far in Proverbs 31, that wisdom causes us to live righteously and have good character. Character can shift and change things quicker and easier than our trying to be in power because character will cause it to be sustained. That's what we have forgotten. We've gotten so far ahead of ourselves and so into the beyond that we might fight and defeat some things, but it's just that battle. There are many more battles ahead and we might have lost those battles, but there could have been sustaining victory where Jehovah Nisi sets his banner and he dominates and owns that conquered territory through us. But we don't understand the power of sustaining because we don't know the power of godly character. It's not just talking about it. Listen, God's sweeping at doorposts. He's knocking on doors. He is entering in the homes. He's getting even more personal than that. We have several scriptural references we've been talking about in the 31 days of Proverbs about that he looks into the intent of men's heart. He knows what's there. He's watching it and testing it. All men, not just unbelievers, all men. I want to encourage all of us, you know, 2020 was about getting it out of us. But listen, if you missed it, if you missed that train, there's grace, there's anointing. I decree anointing over you right now to get it out. And this is for all of us. This is not pointing a finger. Every single one of us has a cross to carry, a burden to bear. Let's put it before the Father. Let's look in the mirror. Be real with ourselves, estimate ourselves how he's seeing us, what he's seeing in our hearts, what he's testing in our hearts, and get it out of us. I decree over you by the spirit of wisdom, you will have the understanding and the aptitude to pass the tests set before you this year, this month, and leading into February in the name of Jesus now. We're going to do chapter 19 the way we've been doing the past three chapters, and I will go ahead and, and speak on something if I feel led in the anointing of Holy Spirit to do so. Other than that, my purpose and my desire is just for you to re simply receive in your spirit, man, the washing of the water of the word over you because we've gotten away from reading the Bible, all of us. this Again, it's not pointing a finger. We've, we've become so accustomed to the power and the demonstrations and the decrees and, and, and all of that. And as by and large, let me say that I'm not, I'm not calling out everyone because there are many of us individually and individually can mean several dozens of hundreds and thousands. But by and large, 
as a people group under the headship and lordship of Jesus Christ, we've gotten away from the pure meat, the word of God, because we've gone too far off into the beyond. We cannot forget our foundation. Listen, and I'm going to get into the, the scripture after this. God has set specific parameters and boundaries in 2021. We talked about this. I believe it was on part three of the three-part series of the, the prophecies released for 2021 that God was setting boundaries. If it wasn't part three, it was part one. He's setting boundaries in this year, and he sets proper boundaries. Things are not supposed to go out, and things are not supposed to come in, and that's for our benefit. So we have to understand and learn the parameters that he's said. Listen, he's playing with a different set of rules. These rules have always been in existence. They're, they're ancient, but he's bringing them back to our remembrance because we have broken beyond the born where the shepherd's eyes, not that he doesn't have watch, but we've gone beyond the parameters into the dens of the wolves haven't even come into our territory. We have gone into the wolves dens. We have gone to their territory because we're too busy trying to be out of the foundational elements and his parameters and his boundaries. Let's come back in. Let's get drawn back in. He's the good shepherd of the sheep. He is El Roy. He watches over us this year. He is also Jehovah Shammah, Yahweh Shammah. We talked about that. Those are two important names of God this year. He is with us. He sees us and he's watching over us. He is also Jehovah or Yahweh Rohi or Rofe, however you want to pronounce it. He is the shepherd. He is the Lord who is our shepherd. I encourage that you read Psalm 23. In fact, directly following this, we're going to do praying the scripture of Psalm 23 from the Passion Translation because we've got to understand his shepherding spirit, his watchfulness, his guardianship, and his goodness and tenderness, but also how he's rearing us in this year. There is a correction element in this year as well, just as it was in 2020. In fact, there's going to be correction throughout the decade. So just expect it because that is a part of what's in this entire decade of being correcting, but also not just us because, you know, God wants to be so mean and bad. He wants to punish us, but he wants to get out of us so we can look more like him and we can go into the world and get that out of the world. Listen, he will have a people who are not blemished or defiled by society in thrones of iniquities. I learned from my mentor, Connie Fisher, you have a choice. You have two choices. When God visits you and he says, I'm going to get it out of you, you can surrender and let him do it. Or you can buck against him and rebel. And eventually he's still going to get it out of you, but it's going to be worse. Now, she said it differently than what I'm saying, but... You can have it easy or you can have it hard. Let's make things simpler for all of us, including him. Let's honor God. An element of this entire decade is honor. An element of 2020 was about honoring the father. And so many of us missed that worldwide. There was so much dishonor just loosed against Yahweh. So, Father, we repent for that. We confess that there was dishonor 
that came against you in the camp of those who are under the lordship and headship of Jesus Christ. And we ask for honor to be restored right now in Jesus name. And in this year, in 2021, there is a mandate for honor between brothers and sisters, especially the household of faith, but even our neighbors. So Father, I'm asking in the name of Jesus that you would teach us how to honor man, teach us how to honor one another properly, not worship, not idolize, not build images or or worship towards men and women, but to properly honor. Teach us what that means and what that looks like, Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name. Okay, enough preaching. Let's read the word. Proverbs 19, Passion Translation, verse 1. It is better to be honest, even if it leads to poverty, than to live as a dishonest fool. You know, I think we were just talking about that, how prophetic, but also aligning with the entire theme of what we've been reading in Proverbs. If there was one thing I can say about the past 18 days, including today, you know, wisdom is wisdom. That's what this entire book is about, wisdom. But it's also about integrity, honesty, and righteousness. And those things are all combined. We have seen that theme run from chapters one all the way now until chapter 19. Pay attention. I'm speaking to the people of God because he starts with his house first. Get all manners and measures of dishonesty, of injustice, of perversion, of twistedness out of you. I don't have a recipe for you to do it. The only recipe I have for you is go to Holy Spirit. Ask him to reveal it to you. Ask the spirit of wisdom, partner with the spirit of wisdom, ask the spirit of wisdom to show you there's active understanding, living understanding the spirit of wisdom brings and just get before Holy Spirit. As scripture says, search me and know my anxious thoughts, test everything in me that is not of you and get it out. David said, restore the joy of salvation so that I may worship you, create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit in me. That's your recipe. That's it. You know, I think we try to do so much voodoo and spells and witchcraft. I said it just the way I said it. And we try to finesse God and get God to move. Just get before him and humble yourself. Father, show me. Listen, scripture says that he will not refuse a broken and contrite heart. When we don't know, we don't know. And he loves when we don't know. Now, I don't mean that he loves for us to be stupid and uninformed. That's not our God because God is the intelligent, omniscient one. He's all wise. That's what scripture says in the epistle, uh, sorry, the latter book of the Bible, that he's the all wise one. But he loves when we come to him in meekness and lowliness, like little children, like babes who just want to be with father and learn and glean from him. Just get before him and ask him to show you. Let the bowls tip over from all the things you've lifted up to heaven. Just just let it tip over. Just let it wash over and fall over you as you get and be in and with him. Read John 14 and John 17. I recommend the Passion Translation, but you can read whatever translation you like. Verse 2. The best way to live is with revelation knowledge, for without it you'll grow impatient and run into error. There are some people who will ruin their own lives and then blame it all on God. Being wealthy means having lots of friends, but the poor can't keep the ones they have. Ooh, that's their honor. Perjury won't go unpunished, and all liars will get all that they deserve. Everyone wants to be close to the rich and famous, but a generous person has all the friends he wants. When a man is poor, even his family has no use for him. How much more will his friends avoid him? For though he begs for help, they won't respond. 
Do yourself a favor and love wisdom. Learn all you can, then watch your life flourish and prosper. I decree that over you right now in Jesus' name, those of you who are waiting. Tell lies and you're going to get caught, and the habitual liar is doomed. It doesn't seem right when you see a fool living in the lap of luxury or a prideful servant ruling over princes. It doesn't seem right to us. We always question and wonder why. Verse 11, a wise person demonstrates patience, for mercy means holding your tongue when you are insulted. Be quick to forgive and forget it, for you are virtuous when you overlook an offense. You are virtuous when you overlook an offense, people of God. The rage of a king is like a roar of a lion, but his sweet favor is like a gentle, refreshing rain. A rebellious son breaks a father's heart, but a nagging wife can drive you crazy. You can inherit houses and land from your parents, but a good wife only comes as a gracious gift from God. Go ahead, be lazy and passive, but you'll go hungry. And if you live that way, honor God's holy instructions and life will go well for you. But if you despise his ways and choose your own plans, you will die. Every time you give to the poor, you make a loan to the Lord. Don't worry, you'll be repaid in full for all that you have done. Amen. Father God, those who have been good. Now, we've been talking about those who have been oppressing and cursing those who are in need this hour. But Father, there have been many people who have been good to those who are in need, to all of us. Father, I ask that you remember them according to Proverbs nineteen seventeen, that your word says they will be repaid in full for their goodness. Verse 18, don't be afraid to discipline your children while they're still young enough to learn. Don't indulge your children or be swayed by their protests. A hot-tempered man has to pay the price for his anger. If you bail him out once, you'll do it a dozen times. Listen well to wise counsel and be willing to learn from correction so that the end of your life you'll be known for your wisdom. A person may have many ideas concerning God's plans for his life, but only the designs of his purpose will succeed in the end. God's purposes. A man is charming when he displays tender mercies to others and a lover of God who is poor and promises nothing is better than a rich liar who never keeps his promises. When you live a life of abandoned love, surrendered before the awe of God, here's what you'll experience. Abundant life, continual protection, and complete satisfaction. Teach us how, Father God, to be abandoned before you. Verse 24, there are so many people who pretend they're hurt, deadbeats, who won't even work to feed themselves. If you punish the insolent who don't know any better, they will learn not to mock. But if you correct a wise man, he will grow even wiser. Children who mistreat their parents are an embarrassment to their family and public disgrace. So listen, my child, don't reject correction or you will certainly wander from your ways of truth. A corrupt witness makes a mockery of justice for the wicked never play by the rules. Judgment is waiting for those who mock truth and foolish living invites a beating. That's the word. We don't need to go any further. Quit arguing with people. Quit trying to prove your point. According to Proverbs chapter 19, verse 29, judgment is waiting those who mock truth. We prayed into it. We released it. We asked for it. We cried out for it. The spirit of truth to come in and be revealed. It's coming. Let it be so according to the word of Almighty God. I pray you are blessed, edified, and that you will go forward in wise living.